that remains my biggest prayer is that you know he would just keep me my ears tuned to what he's asking me to do as you were saying that and he has a way of affirming that we are on the right path whether that's through awards or whether that's through you know emails that come in from a reader or you know just any number of things any number of ways you know, he, he has this way of of keeping us on the path We'll talk about this and much more today. Welcome to a Writer's Day podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a Writer's Day podcast. My name is Ruth Douthit, and I'm an award-winning multi-published author, and I welcome you to a Writer's Day podcast. This podcast was made for you, those who love to listen to interviews with amazing, award-winning, best-selling authors, and also to chat about all things writing. And I am a former writing teacher, so I love to talk about the writing craft and chat with authors to learn more about their writing journeys, because they are so inspiring. So welcome. And to learn more about me, visit my website at artbyruth.com, where you can sign up for my newsletter, and you can get a free copy of First Christmas at War. I always give away a free book. And you'll learn more about my artwork, like my dragon coloring books, uh, my newest one, Dragons and Fairies that I just released and how I love to illustrate my stories. And you can also learn more about my books and upcoming projects too for 2024. I'm excited to see what happens in 2024. I'm currently drafting a romantic suspense thriller and also book two, the sequel to The Doors of Rome called The Windows of Venice. And I can hardly wait to have you read that story. So sign up for my newsletter so you can keep up with my current, my future projects. She is the award-winning author of The Extraordinary Deaths of Mrs. Kipp, which won the Christie Award for First Novel. And Sarah creates stories that speak hope, truth, and life. She's influenced by humble women of God. And her stories definitely reveal that. She loves to write those intergenerational stories of hope. Sarah Brunsvold joins me today again on a Writer's Day podcast to chat about her new book, The Divine Proverb of Struzel, a little bit about her life and what she's been up to this year. So you know the drill. Grab your favorite beverage, a comfortable chair, kick back and relax as we listen to the amazing Sarah Brunsvold. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. I am super excited to have Sarah Brunsvold back with me today because we talked last year about her amazing book, The Extraordinary Deaths of Mrs. Kipp. And guess what? It won the Christie Award for first novel. So welcome back, Sarah, and congratulations. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for having me back. It, it's always fun to be here and talking with you. So thanks for having me. Of course. And now you're back. Well, before we start talking about your next book, catch up my listeners as to what you've been up to over the summer. Over the summer. Well, I'm working on the final preparations for this book, of course, The Divine Proverb of Strusel, uh, my, my second uh, novel. And 
Also, I just signed with Ravel for books uh, three and four. So already oh, diving in to- to book. Yes, praise God for that. Uh, already diving into to book number three. That's what I was working on right before, you know, we got on to, to this recording. And um, yeah, just continuing to go to a lot of reader events. I have discovered how much I love those. Um, do I did several reader events this summer and hoping to do some more um, this coming year after the release of The Divine Proverb is Trusel. So yeah, Annette, just keeping busy with, with the writing and uh, the writing life and it's a wonderful ride. Mm, sounds fantastic. How exciting you got to meet some of your readers. That must have been an amazing experience. Oh, one, yes, it was. And, uh, you know, I don't take those opportunities for granted. You know, we're not not guaranteed um, those all the time, but just really relish those and hearing from them and you know, not not just talking about my work, but, you know, just talking about books that we have in common, you know, shared interests um, across the board um, in, in books and um, just getting to know them personally as well, you know, getting to know their stories. Um, I love the opportunity to do that. And um, because, you know, I, I love it when I get reader emails. You know, the, I think those are some of the most encouraging ways that readers, some mm -hmm. of the best ways that, that readers can encourage their authors um, is to send them, you know, a message, you know, just a, a quick encouragement. Um, and I love those, but there's just something very, very special about looking in the eyes of the people who have, who have connected with the story that, mm. that you have written. Uh, there's just something very, very special about that. And um, I just, I'm so thankful for opportunities to do it. And I look forward to doing that as much as I can in the future. Wow, that is terrific. And I think it's probably neat for you to see what draws readers to your stories when you meet with them and talk with them, find out what their interests are, what you can have in common as far as, you know, just life experiences, but then also the kinds of books they like to read. You might think, Oh, I like those books too. So that, I think that's a great opportunity for you to see as an author, what is drawing your readers to your stories. Absolutely. And, you know, I think some of that I can glean from uh, reviews. I don't spend a, ton of time in my reviews but um but sometimes authors can or readers i'm sorry will share a bit about their story or what resonates with them you know what types of themes they like to see in in uh christian fiction in particular um not that i can guarantee i'm going to write about those but it's just i have found it um for instance especially helpful to know that I feel like more and more Christian fiction readers are willing to go into the hard and ugly topics mm. of, of the world. And, and that's refreshing to me as an author, because that's, you know, that's how I, I process what I see and what I experience in the world through writing. And so to be able to do that in a more realistic or honest way and, and have that be received by by readers and it's something that we can connect over i think that's uh that's kind of the one of the goals of storytelling is mm. is to help all of us sort of process what is this world that we're living in and um and how can we 
sit in that hard and sit in that ugly, but always find our way back to Now, let's start talking about your new book, The Divine Proverb of Streusel. <laughs> what was your inspiration for this story? Okay, well, my inspiration actually came from my uh, relationship with my, with my dad. So um, just to back up a little bit, the, the premise of the story is about um, a young woman named Nikki, who is navigating through a family crisis and she does that by cooking her way through her great grandmother's German recipes. Mm -hmm. And um, so, if if you're familiar with the Julie Julia project, mm -hmm. yeah, that movie, <laughs> yeah, where she uh, tries to cook through Julia Child's famous cookbook. That's it. Yes, and 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 through that process, you know, she's learning about Julia Child and some of the struggles that she went through and. Uh, relating it to her own life and I love that that concept and I thought well what if what if that were true but in a family setting mm. you know what what if that were true and the pain that you were trying to navigate is is because of your family and so that's what Nikki's trying to do in her her parents are freshly divorced after several decades of marriage and she's got this strained relationship with her dad and like, so she's struggling with what is family and and who am I and you know just identity and um and that betrayal that she feels from from her own father and um and so going back to her family roots and almost starting from scratch if you will just going all the way back you know several generations and looking forward into her family and, and figuring out like why did my family go so wrong like what what led us here um and so through that process of of going back through the recipes and connecting through food and then connecting through family stories and she begins to rebuild her definition of family and um so what she hungers for the most is is what she um ends up finding you know in in the ends and so um the inspiration for that of course is i, I love the julie julia project <laughs> uh movie and um and so i i was looking at that through the lens of family and drawing a lot not autobiographical by any means not not biographical um but borrowing a lot of the same themes of what i um uh, had to navigate through with, with my own dad you know when when i was in my 20s and so and it did stem you know from my from my parents divorce and um had a contentious relationship with my dad for for a long time and um as a result of of that divorce that divorce and, and that pain that resulted uh, from the divorce and so that was kind of the inspiration and then the the work that god did in my heart and the work that he did in my dad's heart um during that time i just i really wanted to to capture that in in story form in a way that um that other people who who were sort of struggling with family pain could relate to Oh, yes. And there's plenty of us out there who can definitely relate to that story. <laughs> yeah. Now, what is it about Nikki's story that connected to you? 
is she like a lot like you or is she totally opposite or um i think well yeah like i said i mean she's she's definitely her own person you know it's not a um biography of of myself mm -hmm. but um but I would say that some of the things that she, the one thing that she has in common with me is that tr just trying to figure out where do I stand now with my dad? Because, um, you know, she was very close with her dad when she was younger. And then this sense of betrayal just kind of barges into their life. And you know, she doesn't know what to do with that. I mean, it's, it's, big and it's angry and it's um incredibly hurtful and it sort of breaks down every every thought every positive thought or every image that she has of of this man who used to be a hero to her and um in in a large sense i can relate to that you know those were all similar questions that i had to wrestle through and um you know can we ever get to the part of, of forgiveness. And I think the other part that maybe is that Nikki and I have in common is that um, she had never cooked German food before she finds this notebook that was in her late grandmother's belongings. And neither had I, <laughs> um, even though my family, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a descendant of, of German immigrants. Um, but we never really had German food growing up, even though as I was researching this book, I uncovered a number of recipes that were yeah. translated from the German oh, into English, um, handwritten, you know, in, in my, I don't know if it was my grandmother or my great grandmother's uh, handwriting, I'm not sure, but they were there. They were there in, in these family artifacts that my aunt still had um, in her house. And and I'm like, oh, wow, I'd, I've <laughs> never cooked a German dish in my entire life. So so that was fun, you know, trying to recreate these recipes. And, um, and you may know this about uh, family recipes. A lot of times they're not very instructive. Yeah. They're not instructive <laughs> enough. So That's there's true. a lot yeah there's a lot of gaps and so you kind of and and the reason for that is that they weren't just meant to be passed down in writing they were meant to be passed down side by side with your mom with your grandma you know the, the whole idea was that you would be cooking alongside them and you would learn all the nuances mm -hmm. behind what was written down um, but absent that and all you have left is is the written form and it can be a little confusing and so um it takes some trial and error to get, to get the <laughs> recipes right <laughs> but that could be fun though because then you can make the recipe your own and then pass Absolutely. that down to your kids so yeah so yeah. what was your favorite recipe that appears in the divine proverb of streusel oh man um there are so <laughs> many good ones um i think the one that i'm about to make again is and this is going to sound very common um scallop potatoes oh, and yeah. um i can't pronounce the german name of it kartoffel puffer or something like that i <laughs> i know i've just butchered that name but and that sounds so common to american ears but i assure you the german version is a thousand times better and it is it, it has nutmeg in it Ooh, um yes. it uses um 
well, I used Swiss cheese because it was the closest thing that I had to the um, uh, European style cheese. Mm -hmm. And Yukon gold potatoes, like it, it matters what kind of potatoes you use. It matters what kind of cheese you use. And they are just far and above better than any scallop potatoes that I've had, American version of scallop potatoes. So, mm. and when I make them, my, my daughter says, it smells like Christmas. Oh, <laughs> because of the nutmeg, days. yes. <laughs> nutmeg, yes. And just, oh, there's so much oh. butter in it. And oh, they're, they're delicious. Melt in your mouth. Is it with like a real cream, heavy cream? Or? Yes. <gasps> yep. That sounds like heaven. I'm telling real you. Real cream, real butter. Oh. Yes. That All sounds like stuff. a recipe I read for real uh, green bean casserole. Not the kind mm -hmm. where you use the mushroom soup, but it uses cream, nutmeg, a few other spices, and of course, a lot of butter. Um, oh. So as you were describing that, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to try both of these. Yes. Something in the universe is telling me to try nutmeg in my cooking. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. going to try it. it. That sounds delicious. Yeah. Germans love nutmeg. And, you know, and of course it doesn't take much. Just a, just a yeah, little exactly. bit. Yeah, exactly. It goes a long way. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. They're so wonderful. good. Ooh. And I bet, uh, do you provide any recipes for the readers? Or... Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. That's something yeah. I want. Yeah. So what's, um, what's interesting about the story is that interspersed throughout, um, you actually see pages of this notebook that Nikki finds in her grandmother's belongings. And so it's not just um, German recipes. There are multiple German recipes um, that have both the English and the German name. But alongside the recipes are these uh, wise sayings taken largely from life experience of whoever it was that wrote the notebook. And, you know, she's kind of trying to figure out who wrote this notebook, but they're all handwritten. And there are these wise life sayings taken from life experience, but also directing her back to the book of Proverbs. And so that's kind of where that's where the title comes from the divine proverb oh, of Strusel. Okay. And so when you get to Strusel or Strusel Kuchen, which is a crumb cake, there's a very special proverb that is associated with Strusel, the crumbly topping that you, you put on top of this crumb cake. Um, so that's where the title comes from. And so the Strusel Kuchen is the star of the show, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, and that's the one recipe that I've made multiple times and it's, it's delicious. It's absolutely delicious. So yes, you do get a lot of recipes and, um, uh, some wise sayings to go along with them. And which was your favorite of the Proverbs in your book? Oh, I would say the, the one for Strusel. Yeah, oh, okay. it has a, it has a very special meaning. And so fun fact about Strusel, and this ties into the proverb that goes along with it. So Strusel, or Streusel, as in the German, um, it's actually derived from the German verb that means, Struen, that means to scatter or mm -hmm. to spread. And, and that's what you do with Strusel. You, you scatter it, you uh, strew it upon, um, in this case, a cake batter or it could be muffins it could be you know um whatever muffins cupcakes it could be whatever you want oh so it's that's that crumbly the, topping 
then? Yes. Okay. Yes. A lot of people confuse it with strudel. But, yeah, but it's not. It's streusel. Is that crumbly topping on top of the muffins or the cake? Yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah, that's good stuff. So yeah, so so there's a there's a proverb that goes along with um, the action of um, scattering streusel, and and if you know the the Bible verse about sowing the seeds, mm -hmm. you know the the sower sows the seeds. It it connects to that um, idea. So don't want to give too much away, but that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, it's definitely my, my favorite proverb of the book. What do you hope readers will gain from reading this book? Mm, I hope that they will gain um, a sense of desire to to work through if, if there is family pain um, in in their lives and I know that's not an easy thing to work through but I'm I'm very hopeful that God will come alongside what he's already doing in their hearts in terms of working toward that reconciliation and and forgiveness um, because he is a God of forgiveness and he is a God of reconciliation and he pr places a very high value on those things. But I know certainly from personal experience that that's not an easy place to arrive at. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hoping that, that readers will find a lot of laughter along the way. There is, there is a fun character named Aunt Emma who's, who's a lot of, uh, who's, who's rather quirky. Um, I hope they find some deliciousness in the recipes and some, some wisdom in the Proverbs. But above all, I hope they find some encouragement to, um, to pursue forgiveness as they are led to. Oh, that's beautiful. A beautiful purpose for this amazing book, The Divine Proverb of Streusel. Now, what is up next for Sarah Brunswold in 2024, which is right around the corner? Right around the corner, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, after the release of the Divine Proverb of Streusel in January, um, I am going to continue working on book number three. Um, and I can give you a very quick preview, but it's about a mom and her two grown daughters. They go on a bookish road trip around the heartland and um, gleaning some lessons from, from each stop. So working on that and um, and then with an eye toward book number four, which I'm, I'm not ready to talk about that one quite yet, but, uh, but that's coming up next. Oh, sounds like you're busy. Do you have other events planned too for next year? Uh, for next year, yes, I do have some conference, you know, writers conference that I'm planning to go to, um, hoping to get back to the Christie Award Gala. It'll be in Chicago in November. So I don't know if you know this, but the, the Christie Gala is virtual. It, it alternates virtual and in-person every year. So this past year, it was, it was virtual. And so next year in 2024, it will be in-person. Oh, so wonderful. I'm hoping, happy, hoping to actually go. Um, it'll be in November in Chicago. And I think they always have a, a little um, mini writers conference around you know built around the gala so looking forward to that and um seeing the other christy winners there as well and from there yeah just working on finalizing some other calendar schedules uh events as well 
Fantastic. And readers, you can connect with Sarah over at sarahbrunsvold.com where you offer a recipe for them that's used in the book. Yes, I do. It, it is that famous Streuselkuchen recipe that uh, I am so fond of. Uh, that can be yours. Yeah, oh, it's offered uh, through my website. Fantastic. They can sign up for your newsletter there too. Yes, absolutely. And in fact, when they sign up for the newsletter, you, you will automatically get uh, the Streuselkuchen recipe and uh, a very nice, um, and I, I will give it away. There, there's an additional gift as well uh, when you sign up for the newsletter. How exciting. So definitely listeners, go over to sarahbrunsvold.com and all of her readers. I know you're probably already signed up, but you can still get that recipe. So sign up today and your book goes on sale in January, 2024. Is it available for pre-order right now? Yes, it is. It is definitely available um, uh, on Baker um, Publishing Group or anywhere that you buy books. Fantastic. Sarah, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with me about this amazing book, The Divine Proverb of Streusel and all things German cooking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I really uh, had fun talking to you today. Wow, wasn't that great to listen to Sarah talk about her new book, The Divine Proverb of Streusel? I don't know about you, but it makes me want to try cooking some German dishes. Ooh, sounds amazing. And I just love how her story is filled with faith, love, and honesty about the father-daughter relationship and how to deal with resentment and anger and the love of food and how it can just be that connection, you know, that leads to reconciliation. So definitely go pre-order your copy of The Divine Proverb of Streusel today. And I thank you for joining me today. It's so nice to be inspired by authors who understand the power of words, the power of storytelling. So keep going on this writing journey. Each day, write something down. Because remember, someone out there needs to read your story. Until next time, God bless.